I don't know if you've noticed, but here at Backyield, we like to talk about Major League Soccer. Sometimes we like to use data and statistics to help us talk about MLS in unique ways. Well, on today's show, we're bringing some MLS talk and some stats talk together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backyield Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on this episode, we're diving into the world of MLS analytics. The fantastic folks over at American Soccer Analysis just published their 2023 MLS analytics survey, and it is a truly insightful look at how MLS teams use data, how they view each other, and how they view the league relative to other soccer leagues around the world. To help provide some additional context to the survey and to run through the most interesting responses to it, I'll be joined by data scientist and ASA contributor Elliot McKinley. Elliot knows his stuff, folks. He is the real deal. All right, without any further ado, let's dive into the survey. Let's get to the meat of the episode and talk soccer. I'm now joined by American Soccer Analysis's very own Elliot McKinley. Elliot, thanks for coming on the show. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Joe? I am doing great. It is wonderful to be on with you. Elliot, I talked about this in the intro, but you and the great folks over at ASA just published a piece called 2023 MLS Analytics Survey. And I think it's fascinating. I've never seen something like it before for soccer. Can you explain for folks that haven't read it already, and there'll be a link to it down in the show notes, can you explain what the piece is and why you wanted to do it? Yeah, so what this is, is it's a survey, as we say in the title. Um, but we sent uh, 10 questions, so I made a Google Google Forms uh, thing. Uh, so it was 10 questions that I sent to MLS Analytics staff uh, to just get kind of, you know, their their views on, you know, who they think are the best teams using analytics in MLS, the worst teams, um, some various questions about analytics, uh, you know, kind of larger uh, picture things that we've always kind of wondered about, you know, what they think about how MLS, MLS stacks up against other uh, soccer teams or soccer leagues in the world and against other uh, leagues in the United States. So NFL, NBA, MLB, things like that. Um, and then, you know, one of our kind of trick questions we always ask people about finishing. Got to include the staple in there. Got to include the staple. So I want to I want right. to get more insight into this process, and, and we'll talk about some of the questions later on. Did you get any resistance from clubs or from from analytics staffers who didn't want to share their insights with you? That that sort of felt like, all right, this is mine. I, I don't want it to be out in the world. So not really. So we we wrote these questions to make sure. Well, number one, we assured them this would all be anonymous. So you know. There's no identifying data in here. You know, we weren't collecting emails or, you know, collecting IP addresses or anything to figure out who's doing what. Uh, so, you know, that that's a good thing. And I think, you know, we have a good rapport with generally with MLS analytics staff from, you know, as American soccer analyst or uh, American soccer analysis. Uh, Jesse Marsh once called us American soccer analytics in, a, in an interview. Um, and sometimes we fall into that. But yeah, I didn't really get any pushback. You know, we made sure that these things were non-identifying, you know assure them that they're hopefully not going to get in trouble with their comms teams or anything right right okay that is the way to go no doubt about that so so you asked yeah. 10 questions to staffers from around the league got more than 15 responses elliot for you as you're going through the data afterwards what was the biggest takeaway from the survey like what stood out to you the most yeah so i mean a lot of it's just you know they're the rankings um obviously you know so we asked them to, to rank their top five and lowest five uh teams by how advanced they are in analytics um 
And, you know, a lot of that was what we kind of expected. You know, we kind of know who the leaders are and who aren't. Uh, but, you know, kind of seeing what was in the middle was interesting. And also, you know, the question of is finishing a thing, mm. um, you know, something we've always asked uh, or American soccer analysts kind of has a, a line that finishing is not a thing, you know, in the, in the sense that, yes, finishing is real, but it's not something you can really measure with data on the on the time scales that we have because you know shots are pretty rare so it's hard to measure finishing and you know i think that's kind of what everyone said um in the responses is kind of how you interpret that question but we got so and additionally other than just like yes and no we let people comment as well and the, the comments are very insightful I, I think you would probably get very different answers on the finishing discussion if you were surveying basically anybody else in an mls organization or around the soccer world it, it's fascinating it really is and i would encourage folks Go read this article. We pull it up right now as we're, as we're discussing it because there's a lot of really good insight in here. You mentioned, Elliot, the top five most and least analytically advanced clubs, sort of getting these staffers' views on their peers around the league. Seattle topped that list. I think that's something that, that folks that are in the MLS space maybe have some awareness of. CF Montreal and Minnesota United ended up on the bottom. You mentioned a lot of clubs in the middle and that being kind of interesting. Were there any teams that were maybe higher or lower on the list than you expected? Well, interestingly, you know, Chicago Fire got no votes for anything, uh, which is interesting just because, you know, it's Chicago. But, you know, uh, my good friend uh, Kevin Minkus uh, is actually the head of analytics there, who's, you know, one of the founders, essentially, of American Soccer Analysis as well. Um, So I was kind of surprised they didn't get any votes. Um, But, you know, there's other things going on in Chicago that maybe – outweigh that but you know generally you know seattle of course is on top you know seattle's always been the one of the leaders in analytics and they had robbie remineni who recently left to form his own company that's now working with houston and and uh atlanta toronto right behind them with devin pluler up there who's been in there for almost a decade has now actually been promoted out from into the larger uh maple leaf sports enterprises i guess uh orbit there with uh, the raptors the argonauts and uh obviously the maple leaves he's uh he's drinking the good maple syrup at this point is what you're saying um one, yeah, one team I, I assume so. <laughs> one team that was higher up the list than i i thought they would be so you mentioned seattle and toronto i think those teams classically a lot of folks think of as the top two in mls and, and that was reflected in the survey new york red bulls inter miami also very high up the list san jose came in fifth in terms of votes for most analytically advanced do you have any read on why that is? Because they're not a team, to be honest, that I think of as being you know, really in a lot of these conversations. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, they really staffed up. So they had mm. nobody, as far as we knew, for years until a couple of years ago where they hired three people. Uh, they hired a guy out of Second Spectrum, um, you know, which used to be the tracking data provider for MLS and EPL and NBA. Um, and also Lucy, who came from Canada. Um, or the Canadian uh, Soccer Association. Uh, it's it's in the article. It's in our companion article about our our tiers ranking. You know all the names of the analysts that that we know of. So one of the other things that stood out to me from this survey, with uh, sort of towards the end, was a question about how MLS compares to other soccer leagues around the world in its use of analytics. And most folks that you all surveyed suggested that MLS is among the world leaders in terms of soccer specifically in the analytics field. Elliot, that surprised me. Did that, did that surprise you? Not so much, uh, mainly because we're in the United States where, you know, statistics and sports have been a thing, you know, especially in baseball for hundred, a hundred years, you know? So we're kind of already primed in a sense to be okay with numbers being attached to sports. 
in Europe, uh, you know, there's you have proper football men who, you know, just may not agree with any of these things. You know, the, the most important Atlantic is the score kind of thing. You know, the, we won't go too far into that. Basically, we kind of in this environment, we're kind of already primed to be okay with using numbers in sports that are not necessarily the case in other places in the world. So that's a case of, of culture almost influencing the soccer space and, yeah. and the analytics space here. Interesting. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're not, you know, MLS is probably, I think, overall near the top. But there are teams in Europe, you know, for example, Liverpool, who invest very heavily in analytics, who then in those specific teams are, you know, far ahead of what any MLS team has. Um, but as a whole, MLS is doing pretty well. That is Elliot McKinley, ladies and gentlemen. Elliot, before I let you go, is there anything that you want to plug? Obviously, we'll be directing folks over to ASA. You know, any any other big projects, anything over the, on the site right now that you, you think folks especially should check out? I think you just always go and check out what we're doing in American Soccer Analysis. Uh, we got a podcast as well, you know, on an analytical bent to, uh, to soccer, which I think is one of the only ones around that's focused just on analytics. Um, not just, but, you know, focuses largely on it. Uh, so go uh, have a listen to that. There's a good uh, trivia on uh, every episode. It's a good show. It's a really good podcast. I listen to it every episode. We'll be linking to a bunch of ASA stuff in the description as well as Elliot McKinley's Twitter account. Elliot, thank you again for joining us here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for listening. We'll be back on the Backheeled Show again soon. Backheeled.